Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Well, today is June 10th, and uh, we have a special guest today. Did you ever look for something in your house, you couldn't find it, and you had to go out and buy a second one? Of course, then you found the first one. So what did you do? You wasted hours looking for this thing, and you also have put more stuff in your house that you probably don't need. Well, our special guest is going to help us clean up our clutter. At least she's going to give us some hints. Now, our sponsor this week is Premier Lighting, as usual, and we will talk about that later. But right now, I want to welcome Rachel Winter. She's the owner of Happy Home Organizers, and she's going to give us these hints. Hey, thank you so much for stopping by, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I I have so many questions, but I want to start with the one question of how did you start this? How did you put yourself into a position of cleaning other people's mess? How did I become a professional organizer? Yeah. Well, the truth is depression. That, that's my answer. I owned a very large children's indoor play space back in Connecticut. My college degrees in recreation management and my whole background was working with children. I used to run the kids program on Norwegian Cruise Line, actually. Wow, that sounds interesting. I would want that job. It was best job ever. I was 23 years old from age 23 to 26, worked uh, on the ocean, lived on the high seas, running the kids, the youth and teen program. I was the Julie McCoy for kids. And why did you leave that? I met a guy named Brian. That'll happen every time. Met my husband uh, through my in-laws in Alaska. But anyway, um, became a mommy and... um, started this big business back in Connecticut and my kids were one in three when I opened it and it was an 8,600 square foot facility. And, um, anyway, um, loved it, miss it terribly, but I had it for five years. And when my five year lease was up, I decided to close it. And then I became very depressed. I was 38 years old. Um, I had no business to run anymore. I had closed it. My children were in school full day at that point. So at nine o'clock in the morning, when the school bus pulled away, no business to run. Kids were in school full day. I was 38. What do I do? You clean your house? Well, so I was cleaning my house all the time and I was organizing. I've always been an organizer. Always. When I look back at my childhood, um, but to answer your question, how I became an organizer. Um, so during that time, I really fell into a depression and I was not used to that. I was never a depressed person. So it was a situational depression. And then I watched the TV show hoarders one night on A and E about midnight. I couldn't sleep. And I was just fascinated and riveted by the TV show hoarders. I had never seen hoarding before. I grew up in a very clean, very organized home. Uh, my own mother could teach the master level organizing courses that organizers take. Um, so the very next morning when the school bus pulled away and my kids were, you know, in school and I had the house to myself, I started to do my research and I got a job back in Connecticut, um, with a company who specialized in hoarding. So I really honed my skills in with hoarding, working with people suffering with hoarding. And, um, after a year that started my own business, happy home organizers. So that's how I became a professional organizer. I just was looking for something that I, you know, I wanted to work mommy hours. I remember sending, sending, sending them an email saying, I want to work five hours a day, Monday through Friday. I want to join your team. I've always loved organizing and let me learn the industry. And sure enough, got a job and fell in love with the organizing industry. Let's go back to where you said you worked with hoarders. Mm-hmm. People, so I work with a psychologist now. I teach seminars called Conquer Your Clutter, and she's drilled it into me. I try very hard not to say I work with hoarders. I try to label the behavior 
and not the person. So I'm, it's just a more politically correct, polite way. You're supposed to say you, I, I work with people struggling with or suffering with hoarding. You really won't ever hear me say I work with hoarders. Mm. Anyway, it's just a nice, polite. So when you did work with people struggling with this issue, hoarding, did you ever walk into their house and feel overwhelmed? Never. And that's my strength as an organizer. No, because that's, and it takes a special person to be a professional organizer because I could always see the after photo in my mind. That's, and that's a strength. That's a quality you need. That's a quality you need. It's required, I think, to be a professional organizer. You cannot be overwhelmed. You can't. You have to be able to walk into a situation and that is our job. That's what people are paying us to see that after photo in your head. I can close my eyes and I can, I get it. I see it. And then we, uh, my job is to get them to that reality, to making it happen. Do um, you ever have so a hard I, time getting them to let go of their... Yes, of course. Stuff. And I, I'm i not a therapist. I always say to my clients, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a licensed clinical social worker. I don't play doctor. I don't. It's not ethical. My expertise is in organizing. I'm a professional organizer. So, um, not to spend too much time on hoarding, but I saw this TV show and the woman who was having an issue with having too much stuff in her house lost her cat about a year before that. And they found it under a bunch of, uh, guard. Did that ever happen to you? I was on the show hoarders. So now, so fast forward, I became an organizer back in 2012 and three years ago, I got a call um, from a fellow organizer um, of mine and said, do you want to be on the TV show Hoarders? So there I was now. I was on the TV show Hoarders, and that was level five hoarding. There are five levels in hoarding, five being the most um, serious. And yeah, I've seen horrific things. Um, it's tragic. I think hoarding, it's also a mental disorder. I'm not a hoarding specialist. Again, um, People who suffer with hoarding really need the team approach. They need me, the professional organizer who deals with the physical clutter. This is very important. Organizers deal with the the what, the physical clutter. People need the therapist who deal with the why, the emotional clutter. And they also might need medication. So you need three things if you suffer with hoarding. Therapist who deals with the why, the organizer who deals with the what, the physical clutter, the stuff, and also medication if needed. So the team approach is what I always recommend if you're suffering with hoarding. And when I meet with my clients for their one hour complimentary consultation, if I sense that, you know, if I walk in and I see it's a, it's a hoarding situation, which is another whole level, it's not chronic clutter. There are two, there's chronic clutter and there's hoarding. Most people use that term hoarding just too loosely. You know, they, they joke about it and go, oh, I'm a well, hoarder. Then what is know? chronic clutter? Well, so, but there's a difference, chronic clutter and hoarding. Hoarding, and you had asked me that before, hoarding is if a, the fire marshal were to come into your home and say, this is dangerous, this is unsafe. If it's not um, functioning, if you, you know, if, if your living environment is not functional, if you cannot sit at your kitchen table and eat, if you're not sleeping in your bed, if you can't have friends and family over, if it's dangerous, you know, right. uh, if you, there are pathways, you know, and, and also it's the inability to let go right. of items. Um, I'm not qualified. Again, I'm not, I'm not a mental health expert. So that's why they need the team approach. They need the organizer and the therapist and they have to want it. They have to want the help. So let's go to the happy part of your job, which is 
trying to organize people. So is it, what is the first thing you do when they call you in for a consultation? I compliment them and I cheer them on and I thank them so much. And I, and I say to them quick right now on the phone, bend your arm and pat yourself on the back. You should feel so proud of yourself because I can't find them. I can't find my clients. They have to find me. So Usually by the time people find a professional organizer to help them, they've almost hit rock bottom. You know, they're so fed up with their clutter, with their stuff. They're pulling their hair out. They're, they're so depressed, you know, or they have anxiety and they just, they, they have to get to that point, their breaking point of, I can't stand it anymore. I need professional help. I'm willing to spend the money and I've got to get, I've got to get it done. I can't live like this anymore. And then they call me or they, you know, they do their research. They usually, they find my website or either through referrals or they find my website, they do their homework and then they call me. And then, I mean, I'll talk about 20 minutes, a half hour on the phone, getting to know them. And then the next step after that is we set up a time for that one hour complimentary consultation. That consultation is essential for me. I need to assess their organizing needs. I need to see what am I walking into? I never want to go into a job blind. You know, I need to know, can I do the job myself? Do I need to bring in helpers? So once you get the job, Mm -hmm. does the homeowner work along with you while you're organizing? Depends. Depends on what the situation is. If the job is purging, if the job requires decluttering, then yes, I need the client there. I require it. I have no right to make any decisions on if it's keep or donate or if it's trash. I say keep or let go. So what if they want to keep more than they want to let go? Ah, Do you kind of push them a little bit? ah, They're paying me. Yes. I mean, hiring a professional organizer is very similar to hiring a personal trainer for the gym. You're paying for that motivation. You want someone to push you and you know, I'm not family. Um, we become friends, but I'm not a friend, you know, I'm, they're paying for my professional service. So, and I'm completely, you know, impartial. I'm objective. I'm the sounding board. I'll say to them, do you, I always ask my clients, do you wear it? Do you use it? Everything is, do you use it? Do you need it? Do you love it? What if they say, no, but I don't want to get rid of it. Then sentimental I don't force, value. I don't force, I don't okay. force, I can't force so, anyone. So now progressing through this job, you now have, I guess, a pile of let's get rid of it and a pile of let's keep it. It's either keep, donate, or trash. Okay. Keep, don't I always say that? Keep, donate, or trash. So you got rid of the trash and the donate. Now mm-hmm. you have the keep. What do uh, you do next? That's the, well, that's the whole part of, part of hiring a professional organizer. That's the fun part. That's the creative part. Now you're left with the keep, the keep, keep, I call it. Keep means you use it. You wear it. You read it. You need it. You know, you're going to use it. Find a home. So my three golden, my job is getting the client decluttered and organized to create their organized system. I use that word system a lot. I, I also, I also um, say foundation, the foundation of order. That is the job of a professional organizer. That famous Benjamin Franklin term, a place for everything and everything in its place. Well, that is my job. So then together we find homes for every item. My three golden rules for staying organized home for every item. Where does everything live like with like similar items live with similar items. And then the one in one out rule. And that's a biggie meaning stuff equilibrium, meaning if things keep coming into the home and into the home and into the home, but things never leave to go out for either donate or trash. Well, what happens? TMS, I call it too much stuff, Yeah, you know, so chronic clutter. Very similar to designing uh, kitchens for people. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they want more storage 
only to store stuff that they're not using. Exactly. That's, so yes. I keep saying you're paying for that storage, so you might as well put it to good use. Because there are things that people will have in their kitchen or their house that they will never use again. And why, and they I will never look them, at it. Why are you keeping it? Every single item Because in your it's home. from Aunt Millie when well, uh, right. you know, Susie died. So in that case, stuff. I'm okay with that if, here's one of my organizing isms, your stuff has to fit your space. Right. That's a huge one. People don't, I don't think people talk about that enough. If, first of all, we should all keep sentimental items. We all have cherished possessions that, you know, there, I have mother's day cards and, you know, birthday cards that my children made me or sentimental things that I'll never part with. And they're only important to me. I have to make sure that do they fit, you know, or do they have a space where nobody else has to look at them, but they're in a good place where you can find them again. You got it. So organizing is all about homes, neighborhoods, zones. That's all organizing is. Right. And you asked me before, do I ever feel overwhelmed? Well, okay. Sometimes I will admit sometimes because my job is very physical and I, I work five hour sessions, but I get tired. I'm, I'm human. <laughs> so if I, if I find myself getting a little overwhelmed, a little tired, I always just go back to the basics, back to the basics. Organizing is, if you think about the theory of organizing, it's very basic. It's very simple. You're simply finding homes for every item. You, you, then you use something and guess what? You put it back. That's it. You use something, you put it back where it lives. That's it. So Rachel, I find myself very organized in most areas of my house. And this is me we're talking about, but I'm totally out of control in other areas. Is this normal or do I need you to come to my house and organize me? Depends. How do you feel? If your office, you're saying you shared with me that your office. Yes. My office is a total chaotic mess. My question to you is, how do you feel? Do you want to change it? Does it bother you? Some days, yes. Some days, no. Right. Well, then are you willing to spend the money on hiring a professional organizer? Too? Some days, yes. Some then days, there you no. Go. I can't force my clients. They have to want it. And I, when I meet with my clients, you know, I interview them just as much as they're interviewing me in that when you hire a professional organizer, it is intimate. It, you know, they're trusting us into their homes. When you're seeing what they own. Yes. I mean, I, I literally am in people's underwear drawers and I'm working, you know, with very sensitive documents and, you know, legal documents and personal, very personal items. So it's all about trust. Um, I feel so strongly that nothing leaves the home without the client's permission. Again, I have no right. We have no right to take anything out of their home. But however, there are jobs where I literally don't see the client. If the job is all organizing, let's say I have clients say, you know, I just, I'm too busy. I work all the time. I work 10, 12 hour days, but everything is keep. It's not a matter of purging. There's no decluttering. I like, I use everything. I wear everything. It's all keep. Can you just come over and please just help me get organized? I don't have a system in place. Then, okay. Then they leave me the key under the mat or in a flower pot. I literally do not see my client, but that can only happen if the job is organizing. Okay. So if you organize somebody's closet, do they call you and say, Hey, I can't find my belt or I can't find this. That could happen. And then I'll say, okay, at 11 o'clock at night, that could happen. And I'll go, okay, Mrs. Jones, look in your dresser. It's on, you know, the third drawer down on the right. You know what? You should take pictures of the drawers when they're open and send them to her and say, this is where everything is. Well, and then, but I ask, I do ask a lot of questions. I have some clients who say, I don't care. I don't care. You do everything. You, You do it. Okay, fine. But um, I do ask a lot of questions. It's their home. It's not mine. I want to, you know, are they a righty? Or are they a lefty? If I'm doing someone's kitchen, where do you want your everyday silverware to live? Where should 
your dish towel, you know, to me, you know, common sense. Also there's common sense. If I'm doing a kitchen, you know, dish towels to me live near the sink and, you know, garbage bags under the sink and, you know, where's the cookie, the cookie sheets live in the oven drawer. You know, some things are pretty, you know, common sense. I'm going to ask you how you feel about a very famous organizer, but first I want to talk about Premier Lighting. They are having a special on their fans. This is fan season. They have brought in modern form fans. They're gorgeous. They're smart. They're energy efficient, and you can control them by an app. And they're also voice activated. So if you're looking for some new fans for your home, and again, we're getting into that hot season, then call or actually go on their website, shoppremier.com. You can get their phone number on there. They have very experienced uh, consultants that would be willing to come to your house, or you can go to that showroom in Scottsdale. They will help you with any of your needs. They will also help you add some more lighting to your home so that you have a different feel. So trust them, call them, and uh, put some fans in your house. That's the only way you're going to survive the summer. So now I want to ask you a question, Rachel, about Marie Kondo, she seems to have just popped up and become very famous. She is an organizer. She's written books. I think she's done videos. She's all over the place. Do you agree with her methods or do you have better ideas? Well, yes and no. I mean, organizers, everything she's teaching the public, we've been doing for over 30 years. Um, So she's not really inventing anything new or coming up with new? I'm grateful, very grateful to her. The organizing industry should be very grateful to Marie Kondo because she's brought the organizing industry more into the spotlight. So we're all very grateful. We really, we should be. Some organizers don't love her philosophies and her methodologies. I, I love the fact that she, her whole thing is, does it spark joy? That's her main crux. That's, you know, the whole marketing, you know, does it spark joy? Everything, every single item in your home should spark joy. Well, that's, she's right. That's, you know, is it brilliant? Of course it's brilliant. Of course. Um, I don't agree with her methodologies in that she's got the five categories and you have to go in order. You have to start with the clothing, for example, and her famous book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. It's a New York Times bestseller. That's what catapulted her to, um the public. Um, and this TV show has taken off again. I, I ask, I tell my clients, I recommend her show tidying up with Marie Kondo on Netflix. It's a great show. It's a formula. If you see one episode, you've, you know, you've seen them all. Um, she's great. I think she's terrific. Um, but I don't follow the Kanmari method. I personally don't, uh, not that there's anything wrong with it. I just don't. My, my technique, my method is I, if, it depends on what the job is. Clients, I ask, again, I ask tons of questions. Why are you hiring me? When I meet a client on a consultation, what is the job? Why am I here? Why are you paying for me? You know, I'm pretty blunt. Do you ever have people purge the closet of a lost spouse? Yes. The people hire me for, you know, people hire professional organizers for if they're moving, if somebody, a loved one passes I, yeah, away. Yeah, I would say there's help, a lot of emotion to they that. They need that emotional support. And again, because I'm not family, I'm not, you know, a lot of fighting happens. I see a lot of bickering, a lot of family fighting, the emotion. You know, when I come, I'm impartial. Again, they're paying for that professional service. And the way they're going to speak to me, they wouldn't speak to, you know, a family member that way. They're going to be more polite to me. They're going to listen to my advice. I hope. Well, yeah. And I've been doing it for over seven years and, and it's, I absolutely love it. I'm, I believe in what I do. I'm very proud of the work that we do. I change lives. I'm in the business of changing lives and helping. I save lives. That's really 
what what I do. I'm very proud. Do you ever work with little kids to organize their ah, playrooms and their bedrooms? That's I would think that's a lot of fun. That's my whole career, working with children. And I'm a mommy. I get it. My children now are teenagers. My daughter is going to be 17 and my son's 15. So now I'm in teen world. Well, that's but, the, right, those are the ages when they really become chaotic. <laughs> and so my are daughter... Are they allowed to be messy in your house? Uh, well, so my daughter, she gets very mad at me when I ask, you know, why is your room a mess? You know, well, there you go. That's that button, you know, she's, you know, she knows to press with me. Um, but she, when she wants to be, she's the most organized person. Nobody can make a bed like my Julia, you know, nobody better. Um, but it's normal. You know, by the way, we don't live in museums. We, we all, we're all mess makers. We all get lazy from, you know, now and then it's fine. You just, we have to want it. I feel so strongly. How do you want your home to look, to feel it, it, it is a reflection of how you're doing inside. You know, the outer does reflect the inner. When you mm-hmm. walk into a home and it, there's just stuff everywhere, none of the beds are made, you know, there's just total chaos. Well, that's, it's not healthy. You know, my, my clients are calling me when they're, a lot of them are crying on the phone. They're just so overrun with emotion. They're depressed. They suffer with anxiety. So many women, I mean, forget about wearing makeup. They can barely peel themselves off the couch to answer the doorbell. And I show up and they're just, you know, they're pouring their hearts out to me. And I always say, you know, I'm not a therapist, but, and I'm not a marriage counselor, but my job, I, if you're ready, if you want it, and I ask them, are you ready? Are you emotionally ready to let go? And if you want it, if you want to get your house decluttered and organized, here we go. We're going to be on a journey together and I will get you there. I'll, I will be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest motivator, you know, and I teach the skills of how to declutter, how to get organized. And then most importantly, how to stay organized. That's the question I was going to ask you. If you organize somebody and then give them a year and go visit them, do you kind of, are you curious to see if they kept it organized or do they have to call you for a follow-up? Sure. And I do maintenance. I call it, you know, maintenance program. If look, if I do my job right, if I do my job well, they don't need me back. I always say to my clients, when I come back, I want to come for coffee and cake. <laughs> I want to come be a guest in your home, you know, right. because they, I want them to keep up with it. They have to want it. And the word is habits. You know, we all... You know, it's easier to be uh, in chaotic mode than it is to be organized. I hate to say this, but it really is. If they're busy and they just throw things around, of course, they're going to pay the price when they can't find that thing that they threw around. Well, what's so lacking is the system. They need yeah. that system. That That's my job. That's why people call me, to help them create their system. If you think about it, it's really, no, I, I almost disagree. If you If you have an organized system in place in your home, in every room in your home, you know where everything lives, then it's just a matter of just putting things away. Well, you know, we could possibly be too organized. Are there people that are... What does that mean? Well, there's OCD. I mean, that's another whole level. That's, you know... So are there people that just want to be a little organized and maybe not overly organized? Well, we, want, we all want to live healthy, happy lives. We all, we all want to have homes where you walk in and you're proud and you feel good. You want to walk in your front door. You want to walk in your bedroom. You want to walk into every room in your home. You want to walk, you know, open up every cabinet, every closet, pull out every drawer. And guess what? Don't we all want to have things neat and tidy and organized? We want to, I always teach my clients, everything should be visible and accessible. Right. No digging. You don't want to dig. You don't feel good digging for things. Who was it that said (laughs) a cluttered house is a cluttered mind or something to that effect? 
And you know what? If you can't remember, then I just said it. Well, Albert Einstein, I say, the famous expression. I say it to my kids <laughs> as they were growing up because if it takes me more than two minutes to find something, then we need to organize. Exactly. Exactly. Amen. We both agree on that. Amen. Of course. Well, I want to say one last thing. After listening to you, I think it takes a very special person to be an organizer. I don't think anybody can do it. No. In fact, I think most there's people, more involved. Most people cannot do my job. No. You, 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 thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Uh, it does take a very special person to be a professional organizer. You have to love people. The first quality is the genuine love and care for people. You have to have, it's the way you're wired. You have to be a great organizer and um, you have to be a hard worker and you got to, yeah. Thank you. And I can tell that you're so happy doing what you do. Oh, I'm so proud. You, you, I'm very, I'm you radiate very when you talk about organizing. I light up. I'm very, I'm extremely passionate about my, my job. Yeah. And I being from back East helps too. Thank right? you. I, amen. Well, thank you so <laughs> much for coming by. Thank you. Hopefully so much, everybody learned something. And if they have any questions, they can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com and I'll pass the questions on to Rachel. It would be my pleasure. If you have enjoyed these podcasts, please tell your friends about them. They're easy to listen to, and you can learn a lot about everything about your home, inside and outside. So don't forget to email me, nancy at nancyhugo.com. And if you can, pass along these podcasts to your friends. Get the app. Just a little bit of homework, and that would help me out, and that would also help you, because then you'd be not missing out on all this information. I have lots of fun doing these podcasts, and I hope you have a lot of fun listening. So until next time, have a great day. 